0: And welcome to episode forty-seven of the MTG Conflicts Cast. My name is Stephen, and I'm joined by my co-hosts John, hey, and Chris, hey. And in today's episode, we'll be going over what we did in our um, our small disappearance, as well as a uh, look into the future. And we'll be taking a look into MTG Arena, as well as Standard. I think. Uh, John and Chris here want to talk a little bit about some pre-modern as well.
1: What's pre-modern, you might ask? Well, you can find
0: out later. <laughs> <laughs> let's kick things off with our weekly roundup where we talk about what decks we piloted and what decks we played against. Uh, in this case, let's actually talk about what we did over the break. So, Chris, let's start with you.
2: Well, I spent about two weeks in Japan. I um, got to experience my first stupidly long flight going out there, which was not as horrible as I was fearing. Yeah? Um, Singapore Airlines, real nice. Did you have screens in the back of the uh, seat? We did. Our flight back did not. That is unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <That's>, that sucks. <laughs> yeah,
2: we had screens on the way. Uh, obviously, the way better there and back because it was Singapore Airlines both ways. Their movie selection was actually pretty good. Um, their TV show selection, eh, yeah, good. Uh, they, had, they had Bob's Burgers, but they had, like, six episodes or something? A very random amount in season, I, I don't half know. Half a
1: season? Like, season, like, some random season? Yeah, it was, like, half
2: of, like, season four or something, starting from episode, like, four or five? I don't know. It, it was weird, but, it's um, That's funny. Oh, they had, a they had some games on there, too, so you could play Battleship against other people on the plane. Wow, that's, that's amazing.
0: That's interesting. Turns
2: out it wasn't actually someone on the plane the whole time. It was just an AI. <laughs> no, no, no. So, turns out no one actually plays battleship. So, uh, unless you're like you, you, you know, nudge your friend, hey, let's let's actually play, then then you can do so. So, uh, on the way there, I actually, wasn't sitting next to my friends. I was like four rows back. And so, we played a little bit of battleship. <laughs> I won every game. <laughs> <laughs> You're like cursing coming from a few rows up. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Although I will say, um, Brian, I, I guess he'll, he'll hear this as, uh, later on. But uh, <laughs> Brian was sitting on the aisle, and I was also sitting on the aisle, but on the other side of the aisle, fuels bag. So I could actually see. <laughs> <where his ship laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Filthy cheater! <laughs> it's fucking it's amazing. Like, you can't not see it. Like That's too I would, like good. look cuz when I That's played to Kevin, when I when I with Kevin, like when I would sink his ship or whatever, I'd like look over at him and he'd like look back like you know frowning or whatever, right? <laughs> so I do the same thing to Brian, but I look at him and I just see all his fucking boats and like, "Oh. <laughs> Goddamn cheater."
1: So you're saying Brian got savagely cheated, but Kevin's just bad? Kevin just got wrecked. Oh, okay. Oh, good okay. good
2: <laughs> but brian never had a chance <laughs> sorry man amazing um but yeah japan was pretty cool um initial plans got kind of wrecked by the typhoon
0: yeah i can i can imagine
2: we're like we want to take the train uh west and they're like there's no trains going west because typhoon we're like okay then well <laughs> we go east <laughs> i guess we we stay here <laughs> Awesome. But the next day, they were running again, so it wasn't too bad. Yeah, welcome to Japan. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so apparently, apparently in Japan, there's card shops everywhere. And by everywhere, I mean, like, in shopping districts. So we went to Akihabara, which is, like, the, the mecca of the, the weebs, right? As John may or may not know. <laughs> yeah, I definitely know. <laughs> um, and, but... The card shops, there aren't. There's. How do I describe it? There, there's tons and tons of places that sell cards. But they're not all necessarily dedicated card shops. So okay. there are a lot of dedicated card shops. But there's also a lot of cards that just sell random, like, anime stuff. So, like, the first floor will be like manga. The second floor will be like figures. The third floor will be cards. And the fourth floor will be, you know, whatever. Dogens. <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh a lot of, lot of a lot of weishworts a lot of weishworts cards mm. so I, I actually spent a lot of time looking through and purchasing weishworts cards because i like the characters on the Weisschwartz cards Pretend. i don't play Weisschwartz <laughs> at all and i can't read japanese so i have no idea what they are but tokens i like what they look like that's good enough for me <laughs> um now you have tokens yeah. As far as pricing is concerned, I have no idea these are good prices for Weishwartz cards because they're Weisshwartz cards. But uh for the magic cards, they were not really any cheaper Japan at all.
0: Huh.
2: Um mm. the pricing was overall very not impressive, actually. Uh after you convert it, it was about going rate, if not worse. <clears throat> so like I guess it'd be like going rate for a store. Whereas, that makes sense. Like, you know, TCG would be lower than that. Yeah, but they were in Japanese, so I guess that's better. I mean, they're harder to get, right? Even in Japan, I think. So the the funny thing is, a lot of some stores have had a price for the Japanese version and the price for the English version. Interesting. And most of the time, the English version was cheaper than the Japanese version. That's how it was for me in Europe as well. Um, I think there was one store where some of like the, where some cards were cheaper in Japanese than English um, that might have been for like standard print sets, mm-hmm. like random like, commons and bullshit. So I don't know if
1: it's this way in Japan, but I suspect it is. I was talking to a guy at a shop in Switzerland, and he was saying that um, the way they get product is they just usually get English product. Um, and then they get singles from, like, you know, cracking stuff like they do here, and most of the Japanese singles they have are from people selling them to them.
2: So. Um, that's not how it, All their product, like, almost all the sealed product is Japanese. Was well it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, if you buy packs... So, we went to Harayuya, and if you want to buy packs at Harayuya, it's done via vending machine. Sweet. That's pretty cool. <laughs> and you can do, like, the, the three-pack special. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting, you know, and just slap the the button of the vending machine and out, out spits your three packs or whatever. Degenerate gambling. Um, gambling is illegal in Japan. Uh, excuse me, Pinchinko is not gambling. <laughs> <laughs> uh. um, but so in Japan, there's not very much lateral space. So they have to utilize their vertical space. So a lot of the cases are just these pretty thin, just like Florida, uh, maybe like eight feet high, just like vertical cases with like Mm -hmm. mini shelves that their cards are all on. So play areas were small, if existent at all. And the, the aisles are like super narrow. Like, in every store, the aisles are super narrow. So if you're standing there with a backpack, you have to, like, rotate to get your backpack out of the way if someone wants to walk past you in the same aisle. <laughs> <clears throat> um, and then it was kind of a pain in the ass for me, since I'm taller, that a lot they, you know, they've utilized all their space, so it starts from, like, the ground up. And <laughs> for me, anything below, like, my waist is, like, un- it's such a pain in the ass to look at. So I'm, like, waddling around, like, crouching <laughs> down the whole time trying to find stuff. And this is how it is everywhere, like, figure stores and convenience stores and everything. You know, I, I mean, supermarkets here have stuff, like, on the bottom shelf, too. I mean, but, uh... Better hope the green cards were above waist height, is what you're saying? Uh, I mean, it, w- it was, like, section checks off, like... <laughs> like, oh, this case is all green cards. This case is all blue cards. So, <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta search it all. Gotcha um foils in japan are very hard to find uh probably because it's really humid there majority of stores just don't carry foils at all interesting and if they do it's like a small section and that's just what they got so if like oh i'm trying to go i'm trying to find this card in foil good luck <laughs> um your best bet is then going to a big place like harayuya or someone who has like an online inventory that you can check before you Mm-hmm. you go there uh, Harayuya was kind of a miserable experience in that <laughs> sad to hear um, there were three events going on when I was there a modern event a standard event and a legacy event <laughs> which meant you had like ten hundred million people stuffed into this Japanese <laughs> card store Ew. and it was unbearably hot <laughs> inside of that store great it was horrible and i'm sitting there trying to like buy a card so their their case is pretty small actually and uh if you want a card from that they have online you usually have to you have to order it through their tablet which was in japanese so i'm sitting there like fiddling with this thing trying to figure out how the hell i'm supposed to like and the the, the typing in was in japanese too i'm like fuck i don't know the <laughs> japanese name of this card yeah yeah so i I, f- I figure out how to switch to english and i'm still struggling and the because it was like oh you're not logged in or whatever <laughs> it's like but it says i'm logged in it's like you must be logged in to order this way i'm like it i am lo-. and the, like one of the uh shopping place comes over because he sees me struggling with this thing but his english is not very good at all <laughs> And so we're, like, trying to hobble together some sort of communication of what I'm trying to accomplish here. And so he swaps it back to Japanese and, like, tries to order the card I'm trying to order. And it doesn't fucking work for him either because it's giving the same <laughs> login error that I was having. But, so I'm like, yeah, see, 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 it's doing the thing. That's funny. So he logs out, he right. logs in, and then it works. I'm able to get my uh. card. So it, it, it spits out, it doesn't even spit out, but it shows, like, an order number. So you sit there and you wait. Until on the screen it shows up with the order number. <laughs> and then you go up to the register and there's i the I'm number I'm number whatever. And, oh okay, they'll they'll pull your, your little you know, sleeve or box or however many cards you bought, and then you pay for it for there. Amazing.
0: What an interesting foreign experience.
2: <laughs> so that yeah. So
1: when you texted me that you were at Haruya actually, I happened to be on Twitch and I had just gone past their stream and they were streaming I think it was modern. It was just like an empty table. And I was like, oh you should like go up to the table and like wave so I can see you. Yeah, I saw
2: the <laughs> empty table but I was like Just mm. <laughs> start yelling at me in Japanese.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh is it like in like a little like raised area is what I heard.
2: Yeah. It's, it's like, like a, a little th- mini stage. Hmm.
1: I've like only ever seen it from the top down, but people were saying and like a Reddit thread ages ago that it was like, yeah, it's like, like one step up. up.
2: That mm. it's not like a you know super high. It's like kind of off by itself though, right? Um, eh, not really. I mean, so if like if you you walk in and there's like the the cash register's like right as you walk in, and you go mm-hmm. towards your right, and it opens out like a tease out. Mm. And the T, the top of the T area is like the play area. Mm-hmm. If you just kept going straight forward, you would end up on the the feature match area or whatever.
0: Oh, I gotcha. So
2: it's not like hidden in the corner or something. How do they do pairings?
1: I have no idea. You didn't see like a board or anything?
2: <laughs> um, They have monitors all over the place that show like the time left in the round for each of their three events. Gotcha. It seems like putting pairing
1: sheets up would be a disaster in such a small place.
2: Yeah, so I I don't know. I don't know if they use some app or they just put it on the monitors or something. Or,
1: hmm.
2: yeah, gotcha. Did you have any other magical experiences in uh, Japan? Um, so while I didn't play, oh god, I was trying to find four field of runes, <laughs> and they're pretty expensive over there. Um, every store I went to for the first like week I was there I either didn't have them at all, or wanted six hundred yen each
0: which is like, like six bucks something right
2: like a little shy of six dollars each so yeah. it's like little, 36 yes. or 24 bucks
1: for a playset. basically is like pretty expensive
2: yeah it's like mm, so i finally found a place and picked them up for 480 yen each which is much which is yeah. better <laughs> um but they are in japanese so that's a plus i guess um so I was there with three other friends, and so what do you do with four people? You play commander, obviously. Uh, Yay! My, uh, commander deck was Japanese, so it fit right in, you know. Ha! Well, <laughs> ha! Uh, come to find out, EDH is still a terrible, terrible format, and leads to nothing but feel bad experiences for the vast majority of players involved. Yay! So, um. <laughs> Steven, you're the resident uh, EDH expert. Apparently. <laughs> uh, what's the the Grixis-colored general that is like a howling mine stapled to an underworld dreams?
0: I can see it in my brain. I can't tell you what the name of it is, though.
2: And it's like a 2-5 or something. Uh, I I forget what it's called. It's from like the Alara block, right? I, I don't or know.
1: Or no, Gr- yeah, it's Grixis. Is it Vela the Nightclad?
2: Uh, it doesn't sound right. No? Okay. It shows what I know. Anyway, um, this thing is kind of obnoxious. <laughs> because when you play it, and then you play like a wheel effect, all of a sudden everyone's taking a whole bunch of damage. I see. So what do you do when you this commander hits the board? You fucking kill it. <laughs> Sounds like fun for everybody. Much to the chagrin of the player trying to play this gen role.
0: Oh, are we talking about uh, Nekrusar? Yeah, Nekrusar.
2: Oh. Fuck Nekrusar. <clears throat> there we go. He's like, man, I can't do anything. You guys keep killing my commander. Well, duh. Because <laughs> if you untap with Nekrusar, we're all going to fucking take a billion damage. <laughs> yeah. That was a pre-content old. <laughs> yeah. I have that one. I yeah. sweet. I'm not about that life. So, I think the first game, we just like repeatedly kill his Nekosar until it costs like 11 or 13 mana. <laughs> and he continually just taps out for his Nekosar and then immediately it dies. And so he's getting pretty upsetty spaghetti over it. Meanwhile, I'm just playing, I'm just suiting <laughs> up spaghetti. a cat and decide to murder the Moltani player. Not Moltani, a uh, Moldothra player, because Moldothra's super fucking gross. <laughs> it's like, oh, Moldothra plus a uh, flesh fag marauder? Ugh. Get out of here with that. Seems <laughs> fine. Uh. Uh, she was like, man, I can't believe you killed me. He had Micaeus unhauled in play. Uh, shows a Triskelion in his hand as he's picking up his cards. Like, huh. Yeah. Screw you. Be <laughs> cool. gone, Thought. Degeneracy, the format. <laughs> so the next time we play, oh, okay, fine. We won't be mean people and we'll let you have your Nekkasar for a turn. Oh, wait, everyone died? <laughs> Surprise. It's like, oh yeah, Liliana's caress. <laughs> uh, like, incendiary command.
1: Oh, we're all
2: dead. Look
1: <laughs> like at that picture. It's like, dead dove inside, do not eat. And he's like looking at it and says, I don't know what I expected.
2: yeah eating is just terrible all right anything else about japan um i mean there's a lot i could say about japan but we'd be all night that's true very easy to ramble about these things so how about you john what did you do over the uh
1: slight break yeah i uh, yeah i also spent uh two weeks uh uh, abroad although my two weeks in chris's two weeks did not overlap at all we were in sacramento at the same time for what six hours maybe yeah a few hours
2: (laughs) not enough time to get my tarns back (laughs) to uh potentially play swans in japan but still here on my desk thanks (laughs) got mine back
1: (laughs) but uh so i went to uh, germany austria and switzerland for two weeks um it was just me and my fiance, so there was a not not a lot of um, nerding out going on. It was more sightseeing and a lot of hiking. But um, she did let me visit uh, usually a, a magic shop in each city that we went to that had one. So that was very nice of her to put up with that because it was basically her on her phone for like thirty to you know forty five minutes, being bored out of her mind while I thumb through some binders. <laughs> um, but uh magic in europe at least in the kind of uh germanic region that i was in um seems like they also like japan have a lot of space issues and the shops were extremely small um and two of the three places i went to didn't even actually have uh cases they just had binders um Hmm. because they don't have space for cases uh, yeah. or if they did have any kind of case like thing it was full of other product um so there was very difficult to actually like find cards you were looking for um and then the last place i went to though uh they were uh they were in a much larger location they were up on like the fifth floor of a building so you like got to the building via google maps and there's like it's like offices and there's like you know a, like a sign for each place and then it's like pointing to go around to the back for the the magic place it's like huh so we like walk around the building and then like through an alley and then to the back of the building and there's a door with like an intercom on it (laughs) so you have to like push the button for wherever you're trying to get and it like buzzes them on the intercom like an apartment complex or something what's that
0: what's that street in harry potter oh
1: yeah uh uh, my harry potter knowledge isn't very good sorry but yeah,
0: yeah. It, it's um, like that it's like <laughs> yeah yeah you're like, no, like the this... secret code to get in <laughs> um
1: and so you like ring in and I'm, like you know some guy's like speaking german and i'm like uh, english magic cards i don't know fuck everyone speaks like fine english over there but it's like really awkward when someone's like speaking german at you and you're like derp i don't i don't speak
0: sorry german. i don't i don't speak yeah
1: it. and they like and the thing is that they pick up on the fact that you don't speak german natively and that they are english they won't even like let you like get a word in like trying to use your terrible german they just english over the top yep. of you so you just default back to english which was kind of sad because I wanted to, I was like trying to learn words and actually making an effort and it like didn't really get a chance to use any of it because they were just like, no, we're doing English. This is awful. (laughs) Um, So you like take an elevator up and they had like an actually like a real play area. I was like, wow, there's like actually like tables and stuff here, like a shop in the States, like a small shop, but still a shop. And they had like a, a really tall case kind of like you're talking about Chris, but it was like one and it was like, you know, three, four feet wide. And then like floor to ceiling. Um, but they had a ton of binders and they had a tablet they were on mkm which is like the european tcg player and so i'm like grappling with the tablet just like you were in german (laughs) and uh the guy came over fortunately and swapped it to english for me i didn't have to figure it out on my own so that was nice (laughs) but then the keyboard was still like really weird like it was like laid out like you know 80 percent the same as a normal like qwerty keyboard but like where like the e or the r was there was like some y or a u character i don't know there's some other character we don't have in our alphabet yeah it wasn't like the normal umla that usually i don't know it was like there's a couple characters in spaces where you would normally expect other letters to be Hmm. so if you like typing by memory you would occasionally hit one of those weird letters and just like have some uh, name that didn't uh, make any sense. Yeah, what am I doing? Oh, but no. at least MKM lets you search by English name if you change the mode. So that was really nice. I could actually search for cards before I dug through the binders. So that saved me a ton of time. um I I walked away with a bunch of uh, Wilder Nakodles.
0: Yeah, you know what? I I, <laughs> I I I'm punching myself in the face for the lack of foresight. But after after you sent me a picture of the Wilder Nakodles, I was like why didn't I ask him to pick me up a playset? Uh, those are, yeah, those like, are... the coolest wild Nakadels ever.
1: And then I got some wilder mich- mich- Like They're wild mongrels, but mongrel isn't mongrel in German. So I got some wilder mongrels. Uh, I got an Ubermer, which is, uh, I think, Murr Superion. I got uh, Atheros Gott der Uberfart. <laughs> <laughs> the guy, like, like he's like, why do you want this? Like, at the shop. and I was like, oh... The name—it's like kind of funny and in English. And he's like, "Can you say it?" Like, wanted me to try to pronounce it. (laughs) Awful! It's awful. Like, I'm getting
2: trolled right now. (laughs) That's that's hilarious. That's great. Uh, (laughs) That actually reminded me of a quick story about um, card names in Japan. So, my friend wanted to—he wanted to get a scarab god from the case—and in Japan. Uh, a lot of people they have they have some English knowledge but maybe it's not great <clears throat> so if you can't really convey what you want to say in Japanese you kind of tentatively say it in English and <laughs> s- see how they respond to it so he goes up and say like, oh can I get uh, scarab god and the guy's like what? <laughs> what what is what is that and some other guy who was there with his friends from presumably America uh who speak Japanese as well turns to Chuck keep oh he, like something 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 he wants to, like skerib gordo <laughs> and the keeps like oh skerib godo. <laughs> and then beelines straight over the case and pulls it out
1: it's like 90% the same <laughs> There's a lot of stuff like that in Japanese where it's, like, a loan word and, like, if you look at it written, it looks like the same word, but the pronunciation is, like, kind of different.
2: Yeah. It's, like, it's it's in the Japanese, like, accent of the English word. But, like, that's how it is. So, you, the Scarab God, like, what? Like, what, like, what is that? Oh, uh, it was really funny because this guy was trying to find... Cheaty face. <laughs> <So> he's like <laughs> cheaty face. <laughs> That's
0: hilarious.
2: That's pretty good. Like, cheaty face, got yeah. And and, and like, like what? Like, cause it's like a what? An unglued. Yeah. Yeah. Like... They're like, what the fuck is? It? So he like, looks at his phone. And he's like, oh no no. <laughs> That's hilarious. 100 <laughs> 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 uh,
0: <anyway.
2: laughs> Like that was hilarious, cause cause like in Japanese, like I can understand like vaguely what they're saying, and so in Japanese he's saying he's saying, like like what card is that? Like what is that from? <clears throat> it's like what does it do? And he's like it's it's the it's like number one card. This is best card. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite card.
1: Guys, it's, like this doesn't help me. This doesn't does, help me at all. He like goes
2: me? and like types in his computer. No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <sighs> yeah anyway, i had anyway. I definitely had some moments like trying to ask for stuff and they just kind of like gave me a dead look and were like no like i wanted worm coil engines because it's worm spiral machine and the guy like as soon as i started saying it he like had this like realization he's like no like i think like it's a popular one because he was just like no we don't have any of those like they sell <laughs> yeah um <laughs> uh, but i had like a like a laundry list of like you know cards with, like oh silly names so I was, like, doing my best to to find them. Didn't have very much luck, unfortunately. The singles were really... I think MKM is, like, such a thing over there. It was really hard to, like, actually find shops that had, like, a deep collection of older singles. They just had kind of, like, random trash. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, like the stuff that couldn't sell on the I <laughs> found
1: one opt. Oh. One. Just one. I found a playset of impulses.
0: Are they called something funny and, and it's just
1: impulse with an S instead of an S E. What about
0: Opt?
1: Opt is uh I have one right here. Uh, I have the one. Uh, Optionen.
0: spontan Zauber. Alright. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's Opt. Cool. All the car- all the cards in German have like way more text on them. Like just just like you know german it's like long yeah. run-on words that are amazing to look at um but yeah so that was uh that was my trip i did a little bit of magic here and there but i didn't play magic at all uh in fact i like had like uh like a three or like a three and a half four week dry spell for playing like no magic it was awful <laughs> but uh yeah that was uh that was my break and then before we went on vacation i uh failed a top eight uh any pptqs i got like x and two like a couple hey, times high five. Yeah, yeah a, lot of, uh, a lot of X and 2s of humans. So that's cool. Lost the mirror at least once in every PPTQ I went to, so that was uh, nifty. What I
0: feel about like you, Steven? It, Oops, sorry. No, it, it, the, losing the mirror, I feel like, is, is like, necessary, right? Because Necessary? If, yeah, if you lose the mirror, then you get stuck in, like, the loser bracket that already played against humans, so they're probably like
1: i mean this <sighs> was usually late in the tournament when i played against humans so oh well
0: never mind
1: then <laughs> it's like the win and end. yeah generally yeah, well, speaking it was yeah never mind. Yeah, it was, yeah there was usually a humans player in the top eight but it was not me it was the person that beat me so that was it's, cool That's really. a lot of the top eights it was like oh like you know three four of the people in the top eight or people i played against and like you know either beat or lost to and it's like oh
0: hmm,
1: cool like mm. I was there, one loss or
2: whatever. Like, mm. great, mm. nice. Mm. <laughs> mm. Enjoying some uh, some store credit with these tasty tiebreakers. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: How about you, Stephen? Uh, what have you been up to on our on our break? Uh,
0: so a lot of nothing related to magic. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of um, working different jobs and uh, lots and lots of video games. Mm. uh specifically fortnite
1: that's not monster hunter at all
0: no it's not it's uh man fortnite is is (laughs) it's just it's a ton of fun i just i couldn't put it down for a long time
1: (laughs) (laughs) as chris does all the dances (laughs) <laughs> I didn't even play Fortnite.
2: I haven't either. <laughs> Still
1: because the dances
2: are memes. Yeah. yeah it's, it's so funny.
1: Cultural force right there. <clears throat> How many kids do you think are gonna be dressed up as Fortnite characters for Halloween this year, Steven?
0: So many. Are All you gonna them dress them? up as a Fortnite character? No, I'm Waldo. <laughs> like default Waldo.
1: Default Waldo. Yeah. Did you see there's uh someone that had a uh a Where's Waldo playmat that was uh posted on Reddit? oh i did not i have to go was, find that it's pretty good they found like a really high res scan of one of the one of the where's waldos and, and put it on a play mat it was pretty good
0: <laughs> i'm like super jealous all of a sudden and i need that play mat i'm gonna go look for that anyways uh yeah my 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 break was was very uh not my, not not very magic related unfortunately um i kind of just spent time like winding down with video games just like turning my brain off um after working for a lot of hours but i will tell you that now that my schedule is starting to clear back up uh i will be looking ahead to to play some some new decks mostly uh I'm I'm trying to stay away from standard because I have like a rotated deck sitting in my backpack. Ha that, from last standard. From last standard, and I didn't feels get rid bad, of it man. quick enough and it's just it's just it feels bad. So I'm probably what gonna deck? stay away uh that that lands deck I was working on, the teamer lands deck. Oh, so you didn't
1: lose any value?
0: <laughs> bird sick bird <laughs> <though. laughs> uh a little bit about you just a little bit That's i mean
1: if you value your times. time yeah
0: <laughs> john coming in with the with the with the savage burns <laughs> uh anyway I, I will be looking to play play a lot of modern in these next few weeks um i've been pretty undecided about what i want to do i actually was uh, looking forward to get Chris's opinion on uh, what amulet looks like now that uh, trophy is in the format.
1: Spoilers: He probably thinks it's good still, because Chris always thinks amulet
0: is good. I'm like looking <laughs> for like a facial expression. There we go. <laughs> uh, Chris just dabbed, so. <laughs> uh let's let's, i'm just gonna assume it's still good but i'm also looking at a bug options because i feel like bug is gonna be good i mean it's sweet i don't know about good i mean it can be good right like it's got this new removal that's like that it's been lacking for so long
1: The you know shares of like two decks that were already pretty good
0: yeah exactly (laughs) but
1: yeah i want bug to be good but i'm i've been hurt too many times steven i've been i've been hurt too many
0: times by bug <laughs> so so what are you what are you gonna be playing moving forward
1: oh we're gonna seg into that one huh or segue uh uh we're gonna uh, i'm gonna be playing uh bant spirits i think
0: why Bant that? spirits?
1: because i was convinced by someone because i'm easily manipulated and influenced um John, and because someone playing, doesn't want to buy his
2: trophies i bet <laughs> uh
1: i'm gonna pick them up eventually uh that's so that's i'm fun. playing humans and uh humans is dreadfully boring and it makes me want to cut myself it also Uh, gets
2: shrecked by jund yeah which is going to be an uptick in popularity
1: yeah really uh so yeah i think humans is just like god awful uh in terms of entertaining entertainment Mm -hmm. value i think it's a good deck but um i hate playing it and i've got some gps coming up and i don't really want to uh i'm not about that spending hundreds of dollars to play humans all day life So I needed something that I thought was good but interesting to play. And uh, Bant Spirits was suggested to me. Why don't you just play Dredge? No. I mean, I just said I didn't want to play humans because it was boring. But Creeping Chill. Yeah. Yeah, tell us about...
2: Creeping Chill needs to chill out, man.
1: Tell us about Creeping Chill, Chris. Creeping
2: Chill is obnoxious. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's it's good.
2: (laughs) I mean, it's just more spells that dredge doesn't have to pay mana for isn't that great yeah it's just good game design it's just good
1: deck building chris
2: so when i i played dredge a while a long time ago this is back when they had an unbanned glogori grave troll <laughs>
1: speaking of mistakes regarding dredge
2: and then they printed insolent neonate so i think i was playing it bef- after neonate before um reunion in that, that window. <clears throat> and Dredge was really good, but it had this problem where sometimes you couldn't quite finish them and you, you didn't have you didn't quite have the reach. Yeah, it was you know, just you, like just like few points off. You know, you're like, oh I can't quite conflag them for just enough this turn or or no, I can't quite race them. Well Say No More <laughs> Creeping Chill. Preparational Dad- answers both of those problems. Daddy watsy has got what you need. Like, oh, well, you know, Dredge is bad because they can't really block with blood gas, and, you know, your mountains come tap, so, like, the aggro mirrors, like, it's cut How about Lightning Hooks for no mana? How's that sound? Boom. Oh, you know, the opponent's stabilized with big creatures, and they keep having nice removal and exile for your creatures. How am I going to do these last few points of damage? How about a Lightning Hooks for zero mana?
1: And you get thought scour it and get the effect right. Yeah. Yep. Oh baby. Dredgemill baby. Mike's dredgemill deck is gonna be back in his <laughs> house.
0: I forgot about that deck. That i still think that deck is sweet.
2: Thought <laughs> scour myself. Game two. Thought so- <laughs> scour you. I think maybe because it's still early, um, since the scream until has been printed and all. But um, what it also can do is bring you bring your opponent below ten life. To give your blood gas gas haste. Yeah. In a turn where they weren't expecting your blood gas to have haste. Right? So they could be sitting there at like 14, 15, right? And you're just like, psych! Oh, look, double grippling shell. Look who's at nine. Oh, look, a bunch of blood gas. You know, and then (laughs) you go down to like two or something. Yeah. And they are like, uh.
0: It just uh, yep. helps him it just helps them turn that mid game corner so so quick. Like, oh here's my early game presence, I'm so aggressive and then they're like, Whoa whoa, whoa, slow down, slow down. And then they're like, Okay, we'll slow down for two seconds. Just kidding. <laughs>
2: Ten damage. Um, it also makes cards like Freecorn really more a lot more obnoxious. <laughs> Because you're just sitting there, hanging out, minding your own business, right? And they're just like, eh, I'm going to like, you know, randomly shriek horn during your end step or something. Oh, creepy chill, show you you're dead. You're like, oh, <laughs> that's, that's neat. Super effective. And it's like, you know, oh, it just happened to be the top three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when yeah, your no. opponent
1: asks where all their life went.
2: Shrugging <laughs> guy. <laughs> no, Dredge seems seems good. Ugh. Seems good. Better pick up my, my copies of Rest in Peace again. Mm. I guess Rest in Peace stops uh, Creeping Chill. It but does. Creeping Chill, it's like it's an effect. So it's like you can't even counter it. Stifle Bird. Ah! Mm. Yeah, sure. I <laughs> know. <laughs> uh but I mean, oftentimes against Dredge, like like, oh Faith is shooting, you're like LOL counter that and you're like, oh that was my only discard outlet. <laughs> I guess I'll do nothing now. Yeah. But, but now now it's like, oh, I've stabilized at like three life. I just have like he can never attack me successfully ever again. And I have all these counter spells for conflagrate. Guess what can't be countered? <laughs> this is your mana lightning helix.
0: <laughs> it's also it's also a pretty good uh discard spell for their fatal looting like like helps yeah. that engine like a lot
2: you know i mean chris, it's just more trash you don't want in your hand
1: yeah chris, I'm chris i know i'm, I'm just glad here that you you know played some moda before we recorded because it just i know our viewers wouldn't find it to be the same podcast if you didn't have something to bitterly
2: uh salt about so something <laughs> new oh yeah so uh Speaking of Shriekhorn being really tilting, uh, small <laughs> anecdote, I have exact... Not, was it exactly lethal? I think I had, like, exactly lethal with... So, I'm playing Amulet, of course. Wow. Um, what? And for some no. reason, this game, all I've drawn, this entire game, is an Azusa, two Amulets, some lands, and a Walking Blister. That is it. That is oh. it. I have four non-lands this game, and, like, ten lands. But Chris, I thought that deck just wanted lands. Like, oh, lands plus use are really good, right? Y- yeah. <laughs> but Sometimes. Ballista, not at, not at its best against Dredge. <laughs> so, have I have exactly hands. lethal by pumping him, command step, untapped, playing a bounce land three times, pumping him three times, plus more mana, pumping him four times, attack, pew, 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 pew right? Even pewing through his Prize amalgam that he left back to block. So, <laughs> through killing prize amalgam with three pings I had him dead but he goes random activate my shriek horn on like his end stepter I it was such a bizarre thing he hits like an arc amoeba which is exactly enough toughness for me to not be able to kill him wow it's like really? really? wow I mean I guess creeping chill would have done it too but You're so right. dumb
1: wow.
2: Uh So anyways, what are you uh, what are you planning to play in the future? Um, so this is actually a really good question because the RPGQ is coming up. and we do live in a post trophy world.
1: <laughs> um, your backup deck's no good so anymore either. Swan just dies the trophy, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't think that's the problem. No, I mean the fact that the deck is not the best probably is the real problem.
2: No, I like I don't think getting your swan trophy just is really that bad because it's basically the same thing as getting it pathed. Yeah, yeah, right. If your swan gets pathed, like you don't really care hardly at all ever. Yeah, it's like oh, another land. So my next one will draw me another card. Ah. No, um, because and and like John already had like you know, Lily on the veil, which is a much bigger problem. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking either going back to Swans just because if everyone's playing trophies, then why not play the deck with, you know, 14 plus basic lands in it? <laughs> and, um, or just keep keep on playing aim you know?
0: So I guess I guess the real question is, like, is, is everybody playing trophy? Is that, like, is it really that good that everybody's going to be playing it? Or is it just like overhyped that everybody's going to be playing it? I'm
2: not sure. My My other guess or conjecture is that due to a response of... Um, this, this might be going deep. But if people are perceiving Trophy is going to be played a lot, they're going to up their basic land count. Mm-hmm. This makes Blood Moon pretty Which bad. makes Blood Moon worse. Which yep. makes people not want to play Blood Moon. Which makes Amulet better. Yeah. And swans worse. <laughs>
1: but
2: I mean, means- swans is like it's a blood moon deck, but it's also not really a blood moon deck.
0: I mean, but it also like if mm. if that's the case, then you also have to put put more basics in your amulet deck, correct?
2: Mm, not really. I mean, uh, previously I mean, right. I was you only don't have to three, and and four is like the the more um, widely accepted correct number of basics. Like people already wanted to play four because of blue eyed control. Mm. Right. Okay. And I don't think you need more than four against Jund. They only have four trophies in their deck, right? At most. Yeah. And green black's an issue. Yeah, green black might be annoying, but four basics is still way more than you yeah. used to play. It's probably where you kinda want to cap out. Yeah, I, I can't I can't imagine my amulet wanting more than four basic lands. But I mean, Amulet's traditionally pretty good against the the kind of mid range decks, right? Mm-hmm. And I think Trophy hurts it a lot because it gives them meaningful interaction with your lands, uh, game one, which is really lame. Um, and it has it gives them like a real way to remove Titan, which is a, another obvious big issue. But Jund yeah. Jun already had that, kind of, kind of. Like how many terminates did Jund play? One none or none? Yeah, like maybe
1: one. Sometimes they play dreadbore which is just like not fast enough. Play. I believe too. <laughs>
2: like <laughs> I don't know. I, I Jund didn't I did not play around them having Terminate the majority of the time.
0: Yeah.
2: And even and if they did you were like you're like okay, okay, I'm, I'm
0: gonna go get more Titans. Do you have another one?
2: Um yeah, so I, I, I amulet mean, might still be fine. I think Blue-White is still going to be popular. Although I think they get a little bit worse with the Trophy being in the world. Because it gives a, a, a relatively clean answer to um, the Planeswalkers. Yeah, so they the can planeswalkers tap out for up, Teferi. Because Planeswalkers up, to, up until this point have been very hard to just get rid of. Without attacking them. Right? Yeah. And Blue-White is really obnoxious with Terminuses and whatnot. So it makes it really hard to kill their walkers by attacking them. But... I don't know. I I, I think blue white's probably still fine. <clears throat> do you so, yeah, if,
0: do you play more counter spells in your sideboard?
2: Um, I like, hear do people. You, do you consider spell snare? No. Um, <clears throat> I think I would rather play negate. I hear some people on uh, Discord have been playing negate, and they seem to like it. Against Blue White, especially because you can <clears throat> counter their Claneswalkers. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but it's. It's, you know. It's like Negate or Spell Pierce, right? Yeah. And what do you want to be better against? If you have Negates to your deck, you're worse against stuff like Storm. You want Swan Song? <laughs> nah, no, Swan Song, like. swan song the big the big pull for swan song in the past was it counters blood moon but yeah. if blood moon's not being played why are we playing swan song yeah especially when negate can
0: also counter swan song or can also counter blood moon
2: yeah so if you're gonna play one amount of counter spell that you want to be a hard counter spell dispel counters everything that swan song does if no one's playing blood moons that's fair <clears throat> And then, if you want one of my cards to be able to anything, you can't play Swan Song anyway. It has to be Pierce. So, Pierce is better against, like, you know, Storm and potentially KCI than Negate, maybe. Mm hmm. But I mean, Negate might be better against, like, Blue White and um, Tron, probably. Yeah, definitely. Although, spell piercing a, a Karn feels real good. <laughs> I bet. Uh, or their turn one map. Oh <laughs> <laughs> mm. but yeah. I, I mean I'm gonna be playing Amulet Online moving forward because that's the only deck I have online. But um <laughs> <clears throat> I have swans online. Uh, I can I'll, lend it to you. <laughs> you
1: could. Why um, do you ask do I have swans online? Good question. I don't know. I think I was drunk when I bought it.
0: <laughs> fair
2: enough <laughs> solid answer um yeah uh i'm also trying out um what the hell is it called the no hide ferox card.
0: <laughs> yeah no hide ferox
2: that's a that's yeah. a spicy meatball though it's a four mana six six hex proof which also oh, says yeah, yeah, you yeah. can't cast non-creature spells anymore.
0: Yeah, if you uh, if you Not were quite. to discard it, you you put onto the battlefield instead.
2: Yeah, so it has the same if the opponent makes you discard it, pulls it on the battlefield clause like Obsidian Baylaw, but it doesn't gain you any life. But it's also bigger and harder to get rid of. Much harder to
0: get rid of, and especially in a deck where you're playing like where your lands are kind of your spells, it's like oh, I'm gonna give this plus two. I'm going to give it double strike.
2: Look, make your own titan. Yeah. It's already a 6-6. Six, six. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, so against, like, Jund and stuff, it's probably better, right? Because it's just bigger. Uh, there's a lot of times where you, like, you board in these opposite bailouts, right? And you like, Liliana plus you, like, haha, I have a 4-4. But their Tarmogoyf is just too big for you to do anything all Tarmogwiff is 4-5? Yeah, and you're just like, oh, that's unfortunate. Weird. But, this guy he's a big boy
0: or they just like push it or like kill it somehow like pretty i mean pretty yeah easily. but they gotta pay the tax yeah yeah no that's what i'm saying with no hide there is that tax where it's like with jund it's kind of like unless they've been hitting land drops every single turn because they have like a bob on on the battlefield or something it's like it's gonna be pretty hard to be like okay i'm gonna mm. do i'm gonna kill this this thing and play a spell in these turns
2: but it does make um, Pacts very awkward.
0: Yeah.
2: Right. <laughs> Correct. Pacts will make costing two mana is really pretty awful. Um, I guess
0: the only way to find out if it really is that bad is if you play it.
2: Yeah. Test it out. So, there are like less than three tickets online, and I have more than enough tickets. So yeah, Mr. Richie up, Rich over here. I picked up Yeah, two. you
0: don't spend tickets <laughs>
1: Well, he's he's getting his he's earning his deck back. Whatever.
2: Mm. Yeah, why why event why join events with tickets when you can play use play points?
1: Donate. <laughs> Donate to me. Not, not all of us have a seventy plus percent win rate, Chris. I mean what Donate else you, tickets like to what me. else
2: are play points good for? Nothing.
1: Uh, nothing.
0: Actual nothing. Donate tickets to me.
1: Actually that's not true. They're extremely good for entering cube and then burning them away. <laughs> throwing them well, away on cube
0: putting them on a virtual in a virtual can putting some virtual gasoline and virtual fire on it
2: so going going infinite on moto like with chests and tickets is, is easy going infinite with just play points is not because even if you 4-1 you only made back one and a half
0: like yeah. entries so you have yeah. to win like I think what 5 to make it worthwhile 6 to make it worthwhile
1: I mean it's a five round event, so winning six sounds pretty difficult.
2: And I think if you five <laughs> like you still only get one and a half entries back in play points. You just get a bunch more chests and shit. Yeah. Yeah. So like having this huge bank of play points is actually pretty hard to have. Unless your name is Chris. Mm-hmm. I mean I do not
1: I f I don't I've only five o'd once.
0: But you go G-tier positive published a lot.
1: No. I don't think so. Was someone else had amulet Titan 50 that week?
0: That it wasn't like <laughs> and it wasn't like what five percent or whatever it needs to be to, to be posted. That's
1: surprising to me.
2: Yeah, it's probably probably the the guy who plays Lotus Blooms.
0: Ugh. Ugh. I'm sorry, can we back that up for a second?
2: There's that guy that plays Lotus Bloom in Titan. Yeah. yeah. Didn't you know you didn't know about that variant? Sounds bad. So you can still call it Bloom Titan. Hey, man.
1: <laughs> uh, you
0: go you can just go fetch it turn two with your with your with your land and then play it? And wait four turns for it to pop up. No, off. okay,
2: so I personally don't think it's better than Scout. But the the allure to playing Lotus Bloom is <clears throat> you can do things other than ramp turns one through three because your lotus plume is going to guarantee you six mana for a titan no matter what else you do so you don't even have to play Azusa or Explorers or anything to get to titan mana when this is, when the lotus plume comes off which means you have the first three turns to kill stuff with Engineer explosives or find your whatever you want with your ancient stirrings or transmute for your green pack to, to guarantee you have a titan to play on turn four
0: mm.
2: so that's the idea with uh, the bloom and, version
0: and then you feel really really bad when you go like <laughs> when you go untap upkeep play cast bloom uh your opponent stops you and says assassin's trophy your bloom
2: Could be worse. They could just remand your Lotus Bloom. That's
0: true. <laughs> <laughs> that's My true. favorite pastime. Absolutely true. Ugh.
2: Yeah, so that's. Yeah. Lotus Bloom, like. <laughs> it has pros and cons. <laughs> like, you can stir and find it on turn one and still suspend it on turn one.
0: Yeah.
2: So your odds of having a Lotus Bloom turn one spending is, is better than any other Lotus Boom deck in the format. <laughs> right. I'm just gonna put some serum powders in there, but um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've never tried it, but I, I think the Scout version is probably better because I don't know. I just feel like you have having an ability to turn three your opponent is valuable. Yeah. And I guess you can still turn through them with like double Amulet Azusa with uh, the Lotus Blooms. It's a lot harder, though. Like, I can do it with you know, Double Amid and a Scout. Or, actually, you don't even you don't even need a Zeus. Anyway.
1: (laughs) I digress. So, moving past, I guess, uh, our uh, decks we're going to be playing moving forward. Unless, uh, Stephen, you've kind of talked about what you were going to play, right? Yep. So, um... You guys want to talk about uh, standard?
0: Ooh, actually, cricket, cricket,
2: cricket. Um, <laughs> standard, standard.
0: You know, standard looks like it's at a pretty good place. Um, it looks like it's it's uh it's forming a meta. It's got that uh,
1: new meta smell still.
0: Yeah, I kind <laughs> of uh, I was taking a look at all the decks that are that are at the top of um uh MTG Goldfish right now and the Golgari midrange seems to be the most played deck it's currently. Because it's really good. Yeah, the the threats are, are impressive. It's just like... It's like the threats and then the removal package is just like... It's actually pretty impressive. Especially when you have when you combine things like Ravnus Chupacabra... And Strictly
1: Better Bag Marauder.
0: Yeah, with like... Then you have like Assassin's Trophy and then uh, Relic Seeker. It, it's just like when you have those cards like paired together. it's just I feel like you've the mid range deck has become like this weird control deck where it's just like I'm gonna kill everything you do and just beat you down with the Marfolk Branchwalker or a Seeker Squire.
1: It goes way over the top with uh, is, is Yami?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, the, the token maker. Yeah, that card yeah. is gross. Well, I think I've complained
2: about this card before. But can we just take another moment to, to talk about how obnoxious Doom Whisperer is? <laughs> it's not very good. Like, right now, honestly. Really? You don't think 5 mana 6 6 flamples, flampling creatures with no drawback are very good, John? <laughs> I mean, it just dies. <laughs> like,. Desecration Demon was really good. It was. This is one mana more with no ability for your opponent to, like, stop you from attacking with it. It's, uh... It also has Trample. Yeah, everyone's playing, like,
1: sweet ETV effect creatures, though. Like, if everyone's playing Golgari, like, Pile of Chupacabras dot deck, and you're playing, like, a creature that lets you, like, scribe by paying life... It's like just gonna get Chupacabra pretty often and feel pretty bad about the mana you spend. But see, it's okay because you're also playing a pile of Chupacabras. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I just I don't know. I um, Jane Compernens wrote an article about why she didn't think it was very good today, and for playing online against it, I haven't been super impressed. Even though I'm not even playing decks that are, I, I'm playing the decks that get pooped on by it, and even I haven't been that scared of it. So i don't know i tend to agree with her take that it's like not very good in a golgari world like if everyone else is playing golgari you don't want to be playing doom whisperer in your golgari deck because it's just like not very impactful in like the you know trade removal for creature slugfest that's going on but i mean fact of the matter is if you manage to stick one and your opponent can't deal with it it is going to kill them very quick so
2: i mean i just think from like uh a looking at it from in a vacuum
1: I mean it's a really well statted card
2: it's a yeah it's a, it's a very well statted card right mm-hmm. it's a 5 mana 6-6 six, six. already flying. really good flying it flies <laughs> really good yeah like if it just ended there it's pretty good but it also tramples for some reason yeah man sure gotta trample it's important <laughs> and it has some other effect too why not <laughs>
1: I mean, the effect is okay. I've, I haven't seen anyone ever activate it more than like twice in a game. Like, I mean, that's still pretty good, but it's uh, it's expensive in,
2: on your life. <laughs> I just feel like in the past, typically these sorts of like under big flying idiot demons usually had some sort of bizarre drawback. Yeah, definitely. And this one just doesn't have any drawback at all.
1: Yeah. I mean, in a world where it does not die right away, it is pretty good
2: i mean i guess it is a mythic
1: well i mean that doesn't matter at all (laughs) but uh i don't know like these golgari decks right now are like playing like what are they playing a bunch of doom whisper or uh chupacabras and uh the new fleshback marauder i forget what it's called unfortunately plague crafter seen like people just playing like a pile of plague crafters and chupacabras and then like rasca just kills it and uh other vraska kills it actually i'm sorry other vraska does not kill it gokari queen can't kill it but it gets assassins trophied i don't know it's like it's it's definitely gonna win like a game where it just sticks and doesn't get killed that's for sure but um it's uh it's expensive for when that when you uh get it killed right away most recent 5 list let's see yeah both the most recent 5 lists aren't playing it
2: <laughs> deathcore scavenger
1: that card's really good um, at just kind of grinding and it's actually uh, these, a lot of the decks that are popular do not have good answers to rekindling phoenix that card is kind of hard to deal with right now <coughs> But uh, you can kind of, like, wombo combo <laughs> uh, with, uh, uh, um, scavenger. with scavenger and, like, a kill effect, yeah. Pretty bad, though. <laughs> but, I mean, you take what you can get, right? You know, I, I mean, was, uh, Phoenix is pretty gross. That yeah, card's really strong.
0: Uh, one of my friends was doing some playtesting with, like, uh, a Boros kind of aggressive build and we found that like rekindling phoenix is just kind of a house in this format where like the only real answer for it is uh, exiling it and there's like one card that does that right now
1: a two mana red card uh I've, I'm always sad when I get my phoenix uh, nailed by that I forget what it's called let's see if I can find it keep talking
2: <laughs> you mean not not Rask is content
1: no not Vraska's contempt. Vrasic's contempt is a good answer, but this is um, this is uh, a card that is not showing up in any of the decks I'm looking at, which makes
0: it very Excellent. hard to identify. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It's just like it's kind of hard to remove something that just keeps recurring. So lava coil. Lava coil. Lava coil
1: uh, exiles. So yeah, lava kill. Lava coil will deal with a uh, a phoenix at sorcery speed, mind you. But uh does four exiles pretty good but uh moving on from just straight golgari um another really powerful card that's been seeing want to play is uh experimental frenzy have you mm. played with that yet or seen anyone play it I've, no. no no i've been grinding on arena with mono red because uh i'm not free playing i spent five dollars because they had like a bundle of boosters you could get for like five bucks really cheap <laughs> so i bought that but i haven't spent any other money i don't really intend to at least for now uh and so i built not want to because it was the easiest deck to get into that was like a real deck and uh whew, experimental frenzy is uh real real fun i think frank carston put up an article today saying that like on average you get like three two to three spells a turn off of it or two to three uh yeah two to three spells a turn off of it uh which is pretty busted it's like better than you know it's like a double to triple in arena um and it stocks up your hand while you're doing this so when you decide to pop it you just like have a hand like right, a backup hand ready to go and if your opponent isn't like clocking you during this time like you're gonna win like guaranteed what does it do oh it's a uh... four minute enchantment you play yeah. you may look at the top deck if you're any may look at the top card of your deck at any time and you may cast cards from the top of your deck uh, and you may not cast cards from your hand and you can pay and you can't f- play, play cards from your hand or sacrifice yeah. it Yeah. so uh, yeah it's, it's pretty sweet because <laughs> <laughs> you're still drawing uh, every turn so while you're doing experimental frenzy things your hand is just like slowly filling back up and you actually have a little bit of control over it if you like stop in your upkeep um like let's say your card on top is a shock and you're gonna draw that shock for a turn but you wouldn't be able to cast it because it's in your hand well if you just stop on your upkeep you can like fire off all the instants off the top of your deck until you like hit a land and then just draw the land and then keep going in your main huh. phase interesting so that, that's kind of cool um so you have like a little bit of ability to manipulate what comes off the top um, mm-hmm. i mean obviously creatures and lands you can only play at sorcery speed but um a lot of the deck is instant, so you can just kind of shell those out real quick and hmm. uh, increase the amount of spells you get to cast on an average turn with it, which is pretty nice. Uh, but that does have the downside of meaning that when you pop it, your hand is going to have more you know, mountains or whatever in it than it might otherwise, but generally worth it. Cool. So, Mono Red's pretty powerful still, even without you know all the role, uh, not the, the role players that were uh, in the deck and rotated out with a monquette and Kaladesh. Mm-hmm. i think we're only partially a monquette's only partially rotated out right or is it completely rotated out should be all gone it's all gone yeah mm-hmm. so we, yeah we lost a cazar
0: and all that jazz yeah so um <clears throat> but yeah speaking of uh mono color decks that uh mono blue tempo deck yeah is, yeah uh looks sweet i i really want to try play it it's just um, it's
1: super cheap especially on moto
0: yeah it's i've it's, been grinding with it and especially just like i don't I, I can't remember the last time i've seen like a a blue deck that wasn't about control
1: was uh it was the blue devotion deck uh in thero standard which i think yeah. the last time yeah yeah uh like a, a solid blue aggro deck was around and this deck was uh around before rotation i don't think they there's some play some some versions playing uh the sprite mm-hmm. the new sprite that surveils but um i don't think that's right so the deck basically is like completely from before rotation which is kind of funny it just kind of like, got better as the meta changed yeah <laughs> so uh yeah i think is really sweet and like um it's a tempo deck like it plays out very appealingly to me, as someone who likes playing, you know, Delver Tempo S strategies. But your threats are so anemic; it takes some getting used to. I mean, you're, you know, getting in with one mana, one one unblockables. Like they're not even Slitherblade status; they're just one one. <laughs> yeah, I, I would like kill for a Slitherblade right now. Uh, I could play with my
0: my foil Slitherblade and my my Japanese Slitherblade. <laughs> But, or uh, any of the other hundred of slither blades you have lying around your desk i have,
1: somewhere. I, have I have a lot of slither blades i bought out a store a while back <laughs>
2: <laughs> just i was like it cost a whopping like <laughs> three dollars i have about
1: like 80 slither blades i was like give me all your slither blades i'll take all of them the guys like what what card is this like looks it up and he's like i don't know i don't know how many we have comes back with just like a fat stack of southern plates. starts counting them out in fives <laughs> five ten fifteen twenty took him so long it was it was awesome took a photo put it on facebook best day of my life uh moving on <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah the blue temple deck is uh, super sweet uh if you i'm sure you know if you're following magic content and all you probably heard about this deck already uh i will reiterate what others have said uh the deck is pretty solid um it is super cheap it's fun to play it's very interactive uh you get to draw cards you get to cast counter spells you get to operate at instant speed if you enjoy those things i highly recommend the deck and even better it has a somewhat favored matchup against golgari so that's kind of the uh de facto best deck right now until things continue to shake out in the meta so Not such a bad place to be with your budget deck, having a, uh, maybe, you know, I wouldn't say it's a huge favor, but maybe a slightly favorable matchup against the best deck, Mm -hmm. as long as you play correctly and don't uh, spew value. (laughs) Yeah. You have to be very um, uh, judicious with how you play stuff out. You can't just uh, flood the board and tap out every turn. You need to, like kill them with a you know a 1-1 and a a 2-2 or something like just really slowly grind them down uh they can't block your guys really so you just kind of get to get in every turn and just you need to make sure your guys stay alive and that they don't kill you um and all the value they're trying to accrue doesn't really matter if they're not getting traction on the board versus um the amount of damage you're dealing
2: yeah
1: Uh, tempest gen is a titanic house um you know three mana six four flyers are always super solid in the mid game so deck is super gas. would recommend if you're looking for uh a cheap fun deck that's actually uh
2: competitive and it's like a whopping 17 tickets
1: it was even it was like seven at some point before the word got out and the store siren storm tamer spiked for some god awful reason um yeah i think i managed to put it together for like 10 ticks i like sold a blood moon or something
0: (laughs) I remember, like, holding on to Storm Tamers thinking, like, there's no way this card doesn't become, like, a really good card. How many do you have? Uh, I counted five in my binder. I have more somewhere else. I just, can't. I just need to go find them.
1: Yeah, flip them now. Yeah. Advice. I don't think Seriously. it's going to get <laughs> higher.
0: No, no, not at all. It's it's only downhill from here. So. <laughs> no, you the were hu- saying...
1: The hype has peaked, so.
0: Yeah. You were, you were saying, you were talking earlier that you were playing on... Uh, mtg arena and i know that before in like the beta testing you weren't like a huge fan of it so, oh i thought it was shit I yeah thought it was like
1: actual garbage yeah uh, uh, <laughs> and so this is from someone that plays a lot of moto
0: so tell me <laughs> so tell me about how how this new open beta is uh better than the last one
1: i mean it, it functions properly which is a huge plus it's smooth mm-hmm. um it's just really good for playing games of magic um i've kind of come to terms with some of the features i didn't like at first too like it auto taps your mana for you and like if you don't have a play it'll just like pass the turn automatically you can and it's turn like, that
0: stuff off though right? you can
1: yeah you can take full control but you honestly after playing with it for a bit you don't want to unless you have a specific play in mind because what it does is it really lets um the fiddly parts of magic like playing on moto that aren't there and paper get out of the way like in paper when you you know you pass priority and you take your turns it's a very it flows right like you can kind of rattle through a game of magic really quick with almost just like nonverbal communication and absolutely just, we uh, see we see pros who don't speak the
0: same language do it all the time
1: yeah and um arena kind of lets you do that and not in the same ways as playing in paper but uh just by like expediting the tapping of things uh this combat steps it just kind of like it knows when you don't have plays and so this eliminates some, you know, some amount of buffing, but when you're playing standard and draft and, uh, and I assume like draft might even actually be, um, you might miss that more than in standard, honestly, right now. Um, but it just lets you like play games of magic. Like you just get to like play spells, play creatures, attack, block, draw a card. You just, you just play magic and you're not like worrying about like tapping crap correctly and like having to undo shit like you do on Moto. You don't have to worry about your chess clock because you just have like a Hearthstone style timer. And so the way it works is you have you know a set amount of time to take your turn. Mm. If you take your turns quickly, you start banking up like extra time. You get like a a bonus, and it basically on a turn where you've uh, actually got hard decisions to make. Instead of running through your allotted time like you normally do, you get um, excuse me, my mic. You get um you get extra time. You get a bonus. And you can stockpile, I think, like up to four of these bonuses. You can actually have a like a really long hard think about the actual decisions that really matter in the game. Um, so you still feel like you aren't being like pressured into, you know, making decisions too quickly. Like you sometimes are in Hearthstone, where you have that really complicated turn, but you still get the same amount of time that you always do. And that's like really frustrating part of Hearthstone for me. Is sometimes the boards get so cluttered that it's really hard to actually like navigate through them in the same amount of time that you would take a normal turn whereas arena doesn't punish you for that it lets you it rewards you for playing at a steady pace the rest of the game and then gives you that time back in a sense to make the really hard decisions but it tries to do it in such a way that limits the ability for people to grief you by just AFKing. yeah um so that's really nice and um it's just fun like you just get you can just kind of burn through a bunch of games it's very snappy the animations are still kind of annoying for me where like you know you summon like a carnage tyrant and a big dinosaur comes on the screen like they're kind of cool the first time and then after that you're just like god like hurry up make the, make the animation go faster and that's like still kind of a pain point for me but i also understand that it's like it ups the coolness and the wow factor for like you know uh people that are playing the game more casually um and from watching streams of Arena 2, it is so much easier to read the fucking cards. Um, watching people stream uh, Magic Online, it is so hard if you've never seen the card and don't recognize the art, or if it's like an alternate art for some reason. They love doing this with like the cubes, they put like promo versions of art and crap in them. Um, you can't tell what the fuck the card is, and the text is so tiny on Twitch, that you can't read it. Uh, on Arena, the text is bigger, so you can actually, usually, when you're watching someone, see what the hell the cards say. Um, And it also just has a lot of like quality of life features that you don't even really have in real life magic. So like if you see their hand, the cards are actually displayed in the area where you see their hand face up. So you see the card that's in their hand. Um, And like, obviously this doesn't work with like, you know, Brainstorm, uh, but Brainstorm is not in the format. We don't have anything like that, so it's fine. Um, But uh, it does stuff like that. If there's like uh, a card that's been tucked up to fairy, when that card comes up to the top of the deck again, it's on the top face up. So you see, oh, that's the card that got tucked. Um, Jumpstart cards that are in the graveyard show up next to your hand or your opponent's hand, so that knowledge isn't—you can't forget stuff accidentally on Arena. Basically, it makes the knowledge that you would normally write on a on a pad or take a screenshot available to you. And again, that's just like quality of life, right? Like that's stuff that you would do as a competitive player anyways, but by just having it displayed, it means that you don't you don't get those feel bad fuck up moments. And I kind of like that. Like it you're feels like, like
0: oh, he totally had that trophy in hand, and I knew about it.
1: Yeah, so, like, you're not making mistakes because you've neglected to, like, remember something. Like, you're just playing Magic, right? There's no, like... It, it kind of re- removes a lot of the gotchas and feel-bads that are, like, kind of, like, honestly, like, bullshit, right? Like...
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and, like, I know, like, part of competitive Magic is taking advantage of that stuff, but it's also not, like very they're not very good game mechanics right like yeah. getting your opponent because they forgot something is kind of a shitty game mechanic and so arena kind of like fixes a lot of that and just puts the information there in front of you so you can make the most informed correct decision based on how good you are at the game which i really like so i've, I've really been enjoying it i'm just playing i'm playing mono red like i'm playing you know a, a pretty low uh skill level deck in most formats i think you guys have some more interesting lines of play in this format because of um some of the cards you're playing do a little bit different things and you've got a little bit more flexibility than normal but you know it's still very fun to play they give you free decks i'm still like pretty early on but i'm getting like a free like theme deck every day and these decks are like piles of trash don't get me wrong like they're just garbage like hot garbage but they're cool they're like themed um you should get like a rare or two in them and they're like real cards like they get they get added to your collection for free so you get a pile of commons that might be like viable at some point like maybe you need lightning strikes and you hadn't bought red cards yet well now maybe you'll just get a, a red deck for the day and now you just you just own lightning strikes you don't have to go get lightning strikes um but you most of the decks come with uh a check land just for free so you get a you get a free check land for every one and then there's like some other rare in the deck that's like playable um and then usually there's like an unplayable rare i think you get like maybe like three i forget it might vary i haven't paid that much attention it's usually like i just skim through real quick and i see like which of these cards are playable and it's like two yeah <laughs> and then maybe some commons that i probably already have because i got them because they were like the good commons um but uh it's fun and uh it's kind of like you get like quests like hearthstone style to like do things and if you do the quest you get like points and so i had one and it was like uh i had two and they were both like one was like cast white spells and it was like cast white or blue spells and it was like 40 and 30 or something so i just literally took a deck and just stuck every single one like white one drop i owned and, and like 24 lands in a deck because I didn't have enough white wind drops to run less than twenty four <laughs> lands, and I like played seven games and I like beat three people and almost beat a fourth person with this pile of trash. So that was pretty fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I've been having fun with Arena. It's it it just works now unlike before in the closed beta. It just felt really buggy and slow and. Uh, the main it just didn't make sense I, don't know, I had a hard time like doing what i wanted to do i didn't and it had that weird like not real standard format going on that i didn't really dig and this is like now they actually have like the full standard format available mm-hmm. i haven't done any drafts yet i definitely want to um but uh i haven't really want to put real money in so i've just been like grinding free play basically getting or drafts real money yeah i believe so so you uh there's like two currency systems like all these games have there's like the you paid cash currency mm-hmm. and then the like freemia the free player money yeah and obviously crap costs way more in the like free money and i think most of the stuff you can get with both currencies although there's a i think there's a few things you can only do with paid money but it's not much um yeah uh <laughs> It's, it's good i'm definitely like way higher on arena than i was and i definitely would recommend it to people that just like want to jam games of magic and don't want to do like because like when i sit down and play moto it's like i'm like focused like you're gonna you're preparing ma- i'm going to play a match of magic and it is going to be as close as possible to the real thing and i'm going to play correct really good magic yeah and arena is just like it's like a video game that happens to be magic if that makes sense like it's like definitely i like will like be watching a youtube video while i play or something <laughs> yeah but uh it, it appeals to that like desire i have to like grind and it's still magic and it's also like informing me about standard which is really nice because it makes it way easier to like when you're like jamming against all these random decks and a lot of the decks that i'm playing against are actually like real meta decks as much as they can be at this point this early in the format but like um I know all the cards now at least all the good ones for the most part which is really nice like for just like remembering and internalizing what is available in the format and what people could be doing so if i decide to actually like play a paper standard tournament i don't have to like like learn all that i just know already which is like really has a lot of value to me as someone who's really kind of dedicated my time and effort to learning modern legacy you know yada 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 and I did, like standard just wasn't worth putting the time in but now if i can just like play a game for shifts and giggles here and there in my free time and learn standard that's like awesome um and it'll also be good for the podcast because now i'll be able to be able to like talk about what's going on in standard just chime in these... about standard every now and yeah then. yes that'll be great um
0: you know and uh... speaking of i want to I'm, I'm just gonna be this this segue monster today speaking <laughs> of formats you've uh, invested your time into <laughs> Uh, let's talk about that pre-modern stuff, man. Yeah, well, just an hour of me talking nonstop. Absolutely. It's what everybody wants to listen to. Oh, yeah, definitely.
2: It's what they're waiting for. I all right, just so- wanted to
1: listen to uh, Chris bitch about, you know, losing to, uh, Hollow One. Or about, <laughs> uh, what tweak he's made to Amulet this week.
2: Yeah, we already talked about Amulet this week. It's true. For all those who thought you could escape the Amulet talk, we're back. Box ticked we actually have it
1: on the uh you know on the on the bingo the, the, the roll sheet you know just uh for the week make sure to talk about amulet at least you know twice maybe three times if you can squeeze it in
0: um so so this pre-modern format it's fourth edition through scourge
2: which means amulet is not legal and therefore it's a terrible format Summerbloom's bloom's legal Accurate. chris summer bloom <laughs> is legal
0: you can play summer bloom
2: bounce land's or not no they're not you could
0: play <laughs> city of Traders. the old
1: the old caroes ah.
2: actual caroes
1: <laughs> seems bad God. you can play the depletion lands
0: <laughs> silence crickets crickets
1: let's still play mine yeah yeah see so we got, a, we got a stew cooking now
0: so what uh what two card combos are are in this format
1: uh two card combos
0: are sure like any combo like what what are the good combos
1: I mean, the good combo is, uh, Yagmov's Bargain plus Rest of Deck, probably, if you want to play, <laughs> if you want to play combo, um, so... An island plus Days, also a pretty iconic duo. As, uh, almost as good as two Islands plus Gush, yes. Um, almost, that's a duo,
2: almost.
1: <laughs> So close. Three is a crowd. Three is a crowd. Draws you two more. Um... So yeah, so pre-modern is a really interesting format that's getting a little bit of, a little bit of traction lately, and I want to I want to spread the word because I think this format is super sweet. Um, it is all the cards better than, popper? better than popper. I think it's better than popper. Yeah.
2: Ugh. You get... <laughs>
0: um,
1: so this is like a super. If you've ever heard of extended back when Magic still had extended, which was the you know kind of the predecessor to modern. <laughs> the actual pre-modern. Yeah, the actual pre-modern. Um. It was a slightly larger than normal standard, almost in the way that Frontier is a format that people try to make now. But it was actually supported and played by people. Um, <laughs> pre-modern is kind Separate. of kind of like a culmination of all the different extended formats that existed in the past, um, but it has access to extra cards that none of these extended formats ever had access to simultaneously. So you can whole decks that were viable during various periods of extended and you can also play cards that were from before or after that time frame and uh it usually lets you take you know a kind of off-the-shelf deck that was good at one point in the past but you actually have to like do some work and think about how the um increased size of the pool of cards affects that deck and the other decks you'll be playing against and you actually have to do some real thinking about like what you want to change with the deck and what cards you want to play which is nice um so it's uh something where you can take inspiration from older decks but you can't just really copy a list wholesale if you want to be playing the optimal version of the deck in this format
0: but let's be clear that's like we're talking about like old old like really old deck lists
1: oh yeah like, like, like you got to do some digging on like you some have to old dig for SC, lists. old scg uh, articles where all the picture links are broken and yeah. uh, old form yeah you have to do a little bit of digging but you can definitely find some uh, actual like good i've found some really like i'm i've been playing blue green madness and i found a lot of really good old articles like written by like Masowitz, um, uh, jeff cunningham
0: wow
1: uh, some other it was, it was another one that was written by a pro that who was it oh it was brian kibler i think i think i found an article written by brian kibler from like way back when um like they're like good strategy articles that were topical at the time and i like read their thoughts on the deck and thought about you know how it was going to be different with the things that are available in pre-modern and and made tweaks and you know uh incorporated and disregarded their advice based on how i thought things were different than how it actually was and extended at the time but um to give you guys a better framework for like what the format actually is it is like we said cards from fourth edition to scourge not including stuff like um portal three kingdoms portal none of the supplemental materials right just the actual um magic expansion sets i guess is what they were called that were were printed at the time sorry ravages of war yeah no ravages of war you get to play armageddon instead um <laughs> there's nothing like uh what is it ninety three, ninety four, where you have to actually play the old printing you can play new printings you know reprinted versions of the cards it's all kosher um i think it looks cooler to play with the old borders but you don't have to uh and then they've got kind of the common sense ban list that has all the anti-cards banned the really busted stuff like goblin recruiter mind twist toy academy time spiral <laughs> will the really like Necropombs. gross stuff is banned Academy. Yeah. And then they've got um a few Balance. cards like Brainstorm and Force of Will that some would argue are busted, other would argue are just powerful. Um but they brainstorm and force of will were also banned to try to give the format a little bit of identity separate from Legacy. Even though it is just by nature a very different format than Legacy, due to the fact that um Legacy has access to all the modern cards as well, and a lot of the uh, creatures and even some of the spells and stuff are very powerful. Um, The format is kind of at its core defined by Brainstorm and Force of Will, so they're banned in pre modern to give it a much different feeling. Uh, And control decks honestly don't need the help of Force of Will in this format. They've got access to a couple of free counters, anyways, that are just as good considering the speed that the format operates at. And I'd say the the best card that is unbanned, and they actually have a watch list, it's a one card watch list, and that's Yoggmov's Bargain. Uh, and anyone that's spite of bargain, knows that the card is super powerful, but it is also six mana, so you got to work for it. And all the good storm cards are banned, so you have to kill them with a uh, a brain freeze or a hunting pack. I believe it's called the storm yeah. four fours uh, card. Makes like, it's like seven mana. six, two. I think. I think it's like four green green storm. That was five. Anyway, it's, ex- it's, a, it's it's a lot ex- of mana. It's expensive. It's, a lot so of man- it's terrible. <laughs> um, they play it in the sideboard. Uh, main uh, main goal is to brain freeze you. So they've kind of uh, kept that under wraps a little bit. Um, but yeah, so the format has a lot of very interesting archetypes. Uh, you get to play stuff like uh, there is a uh, four-color control deck playing like uh, Gaia's Blessing as like a, a engine to grind. There's uh, a Bargain Storm list like I was just saying. Goblins is very powerful. There is a Rebels list, and it's actually like a fish deck. It's a counter-Rebels deck, so you're playing you know the rebels card advantage and aggro package together with some uh light counter magic and um permission uh there is a land still (laughs) deck that plays stasis and um i'm sorry not stasis uh, standstill and uh stuff like exploration and horn of greed to uh, accrue card advantage off of your lands just kind of like how the lands deck in legacy operates but in a very different way uh there's a mono red slide deck that's quite good there's a a green black rock deck Uh, There is a Stasis deck, like I alluded to before, which is very annoying to play against, and it's awful, and you shouldn't play it. Please don't, even though it's good. Just don't. Uh, sweet. (laughs) Yeah, everyone's first reaction when I tell them about this format is they want to build Stasis. And so we have like four people in the local area wanting to build Stasis now, and I want to kill myself because Blue Grain Madness can't ever beat that deck game one. Low. Astral Slide (laughs) is a deck in this format. Um, There's so many sweet decks. Uh, The format is so kind of unfiltered there's, there's just not like pro players it's unexplored, Yeah, it's an unexplored paradise um, and I think the format's just really interesting, it doesn't have a lot of the kind of pitfalls I think that Frontier had, um, I think it's kind of got a, a template that people can play off of to like find inspiration and interest in the format, there's a lot of nostalgia that Frontier didn't have because it was cards from Standard like a year or two ago, I mean they were really recent cards that people had played with, they'd kind of gotten tired with this is a bunch of stuff that like people have fond memories of or never got to play with that they remember being super sweet you get to cast factor fiction impulse um always like really powerful but like not quite powerful enough for legacy cards like stuff that you would normally cast in cube um that like you know kind of the middling powered cube cards that you fill your deck out with that aren't your bombs in cube these are the kind of cards you get to play with it's just your bread and butter and pre-modern um and so yeah from what i've experience of the format so far and been watching from tournaments that have been played mostly in europe uh, the format is really interactive there's a wide variety of decks nothing has really like coalesced yet most of these tournaments you know they they're like 30 you know person events at the top and like getting close to 40 people i think at the biggest ones were like 36 38 there's usually only like you know one or two archetypes that have duplicates and the rest are all one of archetypes so it's like really cool and fun and if you have a local meta of people that are interested in playing the format you know, people can kind of figure out what they want to play and kind of avoid stepping on toes, so to speak, and you can kind of build your own diverse meta of decks to play with. And I think that's really interesting. So pre modern is sweet. You should check it out. There is a website. It is uh just pre It's got the ban list. It's got um the the a couple of, like uh ten different sample decks, which are probably not optimal but close to kind of what you can expect to see in the format. They have a social media page and they have a blog page. And um, you can find links to tournament footage. I think there's like two full tournaments that are like on YouTube at this point. You can watch the whole thing and see people playing, kind of see how the pace of the games feels uh, and what kind of cards people are playing. And there's also uh, a number of articles and YouTube videos people have written on, not like first tier websites like Channel Fireball and Star City, with the exception of Joel Larson, who's written, I think two articles for uh, for Channel Fireball now. He's kind of an advocate for the format, um, but they're on like kind of the websites you like run across once in a while, but never really heard of. You know, like the
0: like MTG Complex.
1: Yeah, like our website. They're like,
0: <laughs> you know, they're like
1: out there in in the the you know extra the. Uh... The outer rim of mtg content they are providing <laughs> articles and videos and stuff for you to watch and they're actually uh, you know a lot of people making solid content i found so i would really check it out if you have any interest or love or nostalgia for old cards uh, it's a cool format there's no dual lands let me point that out the mana bases are actually pretty shaky you're playing with a lot of um like apocalypse uh pain lands and stuff like uh grand coliseum oh, plus grand Reflecting coliseum. Col- the tainted lands are great yeah uh, i think those are uh, like if you're playing uh, a black deck you should really take a hard look at the tainted lands uh i think it, the mana base building is really interesting in this format um so yeah it's cool uh tuck it out i think i think if you have any love for old bordered cards and want something that isn't like a crazy high power level like legacy vintage um even ninety three, ninety four magic uh, it's totally worth uh looking into and you can build decks pretty cheap and most play groups for a fledging format like this are more than willing to let people proxy you know stuff like survival of the fittest which is like crazy expensive for no reason gaia's cradle gaia's cradle, zero yeah. reasons yeah and uh, you can avoid cards like that pretty easy when selecting a deck too so if you want to play non-proxied it's not very hard do you guys have anything else you wanna you wanna talk about? Or Chris got to see a couple games of pre modern over the weekend. Got to see me get beaten down.
0: Yeah,
2: Something Think something Yagma's bargain. Blah 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 blah. Kill you.
0: Excellent.
1: I missed great commentary. Almost all those
2: games, so I can't really
1: complain too much.
0: Uh, before we move on to our last and final section of the week. Uh, upcoming events include SCG Vegas, GP Portland, and GP Oakland. Um are you guys like many others. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the ones the ones we're looking forward to. Uh are you guys gonna be attending the GPs in Portland and Oakland?
1: I will be. Chris has other plans.
2: Uh I don't know if I can do Portland. mm Somebody qualified for an RPTQ.
0: Oh, that's right. That's the same uh-huh. weekend, isn't it?
2: Um, yeah. Oakland though should be should be doable. Very easy. It's like the first weekend of or first weekend of uh, January, I believe. Mm-hmm. So that should be a okay. Yeah, will be good.
0: Red, and that brings us to our final segment, slot of the week, where we tell you what card we are totally hyped to play in hour seventy-five. Chris, let's start with you.
2: Well, my Slot of the Week is good old Bajooka Bog. I feel like this is a repeat. <laughs> um, repeat. So, the reason Bajooka Bog is here is because... Um, you got ranched opp- by Dredge? Here's another opportunity <laughs> to uh, talk about Amulet. Um, <laughs> yeah, I did get ranched by Dredge two, two rounds in a row online, and it felt really bad. And Balk had actually gone out of my main deck uh, in favor of Academy Ruins uh, previously. Because there weren't that many dedicated graveyard decks floating around. But with uh, Creeping Chill coming back and online, I think Dredge is incredibly popular online. Because uh, you can pivot decks much faster than you can in paper. Also, it sorts the graveyard for you.
0: That too. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Good quality of life feature. (laughs) <laughs> so I think it might be time to bring the Bog back into the, the main deck it's also pretty good against um, you know, tarp wave, pretty good against sharp wave decks as well and um, if you are playing against Jund typically in the past you could just use your academy ruins to put EE on top of your deck which is insane in the brain against Jund but now that they can just trophy your uh, your land it's maybe not quite as good so I don't I'm feeling pretty good about putting Buzhuk Bog back in the, the main deck for now What are you cutting for it uh the the, the academy
0: ruins. Oh. And the academy ruins is is being gone from the soin 5 completely?
2: Right now it's it's in the board cuz they're just switching places. Okay. Um we'll see. We'll see if ruins stays around or
1: not. Good we'll night, Sweet Prince. Was well, like my favorite tech in the deck. Me too.
0: <laughs> I don't want I mean, to it give is it up. I mean it's sweet
2: but... and very good. Like academy ruins I think is why my uh humans uh win rate is so good because game one you just get to recur an ee against them and what the hell do they do lose (laughs) try to put mage
0: try to put mage on ee and then you're like oh look at his walking ballista
2: who's it who's a who's a primeval titan or a
0: primeval titan (laughs) would you
1: like to block meddling mage is so bad against titan
0: what about what what about you john what are you playing
1: Uh, My Salt of the Week is Drum Oka's Command, which is a difficult Salt of the Week because I didn't have any copies until this weekend and I still need another one. Why? You seem to do this a lot, John. My Salt of the Week is a card I don't have. Yes. (laughs) Why? Uh, Because it's really good in the Spirit
2: sideboard. It slices, it dices, it fights. You, what else is a pretty spicy uh, green-white card you could be playing instead, John? What? Uh, Glittering Wish. Ah!
0: so good
2: <laughs> you know what glittering wish does yeah it gets your dromoka's command from the sideboard <laughs> along with many other tasty cards hmm. but
1: uh but yeah gets you a spell queller yeah At least <laughs> taking one out of the main deck not so sure i'm on board with that it's kind of hard to cocoa into a card that's in your sideboard
0: true
2: That's but uh
1: but yeah drorica's command is uh is a cool one i uh i'm ex- i've always like wanted to like find a home for it in like my decks but i don't really ever like, like play decks where it's very good and so now, like actually playing a deck where i think it's a good card now um so i'm excited to to play with it and enjoy the dramoka command life
0: i loved it in the in the abzan modern tech where you were like play the siege rhino kill your Goyf with my siege rhino and Dramoki's <laughs> command <laughs> <laughs> it's gross it was great no. it was a good time
1: <laughs> good times how about you, Steven? What's your, what's your slot of the week?
0: Uh, my slot of the week is a card very near and dear to my heart. This is it an Affinity card? Cranial Plating, you named it. Uh, uh, we went, We almost went the whole cast without talking about Affinity, and you God, guys thought I was going to be totally done with it. You guys
2: were banking on it.
0: I could uh, see it in your faces.
1: How about that hardened scales though?
2: Cranial plating Yeah, yeah, better affinity.
0: Get out of here. <laughs> cranial plating is my slot of the week uh, because I miss affinity, and I will be playing it this weekend online, uh, and hopefully maybe find a, a place to jam a game or two. Um, better get that credit card number in Moto Current. Yeah, basically.
2: <laughs> but but Stephen, they don't play plating in hardened scales.
0: Wait, do they really not? That's so sad. Why would they? It's not a good card, I guess. Yeah, you're. Right.
1: Good decks play good cards, Steven.
0: Mm. <laughs> Anyways, uh, thanks everybody for coming back and checking us out and sticking around till the very end of this long cast. If you're wondering where you can find more content from us, you can head over to mtgconflicts.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. All under the same name, MTG Conflicts. If you have any suggestions or comments, please feel free to shoot us a message on one of those platforms. Again, we really do appreciate you guys coming back and supporting us. And uh, please stay tuned for some more news from our end. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll catch you in the next one. Later.